0: Eve. You, you—you
1: just you're having a good, you,
0: good outfit, good hair day. You oh, look my goodness! Great today,
1: viewers will love that. Nobody's going to believe while. a good hair day. Nobody that listens to this far in the podcast believes the word good it, hair day.
0: Steve is having a great hair day. But I take my word for it. Um, We've been talking a while, Steve. Good to, see, good to see you. Good to hear from you. Um, you as well. This is the stuff number says podcast with Steve. Steve. But more importantly, Steve went to Nashville. I want to know what was the most expensive drink you paid for, Steve?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Oh, um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> because there's a point where you stop paying it. I'm sure it was the kamikaze for the 21 year old girl and her family from from Utah. I'm sure that's what it was. Let's 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 give some more clarity there. They were they were friends. Susan was there. This is,
0: you
1: know. Yeah, yeah. They they right. They were people that we met. They weren't friends. They became, I guess, friendly. Right. People friendly. that you bump into because you're standing around drinking alcohol. But yes, I'm sure it was the round of five kamikaze shots for the, the couple that had brought their 21 year old daughter to Nashville. And at that point of the day, it's like. Yeah, here's my card. Thank you very much. So, I have no idea. I don't see. All right.
0: Well, back here in the eastern part of the country, uh, we have Penn State basketball to talk about. We've got Penn State hockey to talk about. There's some important role changes that usually when we plan this podcast, we have like one Penn State thing and one, one sports media thing and maybe one other potpourri thing. But I think these role changes kind of, Blend all of those together. So uh, I think I'm interested to hear your spear take on it. Um, I've got a couple of takes. Um, anything else?
1: No, I can't wait to hear that.
0: That'll be great. Of course,
1: all the right. first thing we're starting with might not be as fun. I'm, I can't wait to hear no, that either.
0: No, it's not fun. Hold on. Let me let me make sure I have all my my ammo pulled up here as we launch into this tirade. Um. Steve, I have I have been a Penn State basketball fan for pretty much just as long as I've been a Penn State football fan. Maybe not as passionate, certainly. Um, but I have to say, what I witnessed on Sunday evening, number one worst loss that I've experienced watching. Um, the only other one that comes to mind is Return to Wreck, just because of it. It was so hyped up, and yet here we are. Like they dropped the ball and kind of their showcase game for a new era of the program and then here they are probably needing two wins out of the last three and maybe needing a win or two depending on who they play in the Big Ten tournament and yet here's here's how it happens. They go up by 19 at one point and then just fall flat and I, I don't know. I you blame the coaching. You blame the players. You could blame the curse that's on the BJC. We will now put a timestamp of death on uh, the Penn State basketball season, whatever time the game ended
1: on Would you agree, Steve? You're on. Yes, uh, yes. And this is going to sound bad, but I hope so. Right, like uh, for this year, like. Uh, I'm not a fan and we've we've hinted about this before of of getting to this point of the season and needing the tournament to get in. Like you're either good or you're not. You're either able, able to win games or you're not. And this team is a Penn State basketball team that is not yet apparently. Um I forgot. I knew they were playing and we went to see see Danny and, and her husband for dinner and we got home it just like like I don't know eight fifteen eight twenty, and I'm like oh they turned this on. And they were, you know, it was to the point where it had just ended or whatever it was, and the people were like, and then oh, they lost close. Oh, they lost a nineteen point lead. Oh, that's not good, right? And it just. So yeah, I'm ready for for time of death to be called. I, I hope it's not ugly and miserable in the next couple of games, and I don't think it will be. But it's Penn State basketball, unfortunately, you know. And this is only year two of a coach, right? So we've got to go through this, right? That's just how it works.
0: I think for me two things that, that Number one, it was the implosion that we witnessed, like it was you could just feel it coming and then you kept like, this isn't really happening, is it? Oh, wait, this is happening and it kept coming and building and building. And by the time the game was over, it I don't know, I just like, yeah, this makes sense. like this is what I'm used to. like this is this is what I pay for, not that I pay that much for but this is what I, I get out of this.
1: Um. Yeah. Like I, I think, I don't think any, I think if anybody's really shocked, they they haven't been paying a pension the past couple of decades. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's a shame, but that's just the truth about what this is. <laughs> and, and, you know, and it's, this is, a, this is an experienced team, right? So then it starts all over again next year, maybe does it, you know, it's just,
0: well, the thing that sucks is you, you lose Jalen Pickett, who is probably, if not the best Penn State basketball player of my life, then it might not even be close. And now he goes up on the wall of what, wall defame, um, wall of not making the tournament of Penn State basketball guys that probably deserved it with how much effort and energy they put into this program, between DJ Newbill, between Tim Frazier, um i saw somebody shout out jamel cornley and that's a name i haven't heard in a while but again another group of guys that probably should have made the tournament at some point in their career and they didn't and now here we are what this is now year 12 this will be 12 years since they last made the tournament i mean i was in high school for god's sake and now i am out of graduated college i own a house and I'm going to pretty soon, like, I'm going to start be doing the old guy
1: segment. <laughs> well, and the, the good thing about this year that I haven't seen, and maybe I haven't been paying close enough attention, but I, I haven't seen the media stories this year because we do media stuff about, oh, they're not investing in the program. Oh, they don't care. Hey, they, they had a full house on Sunday and this team imploded in front of them, right? And I, and I don't get a sense that that the, the administration, athletic administration is, is less aware of it or less caring about it than they are in the past. But you can you can tell you could have a timeline of Penn State basketball with those players that you just mentioned, right? Like it was, it's always like one or two really good guys, and the rest on the, carrying the team on their back, and they're they're good enough, but not quite good enough, right? And, and that's what it's been, and and I'm not quite sure who else. What are the programs? I mean, I'm sure there's other programs that have had these kind of frustrations, but it was a quintessential Penn State loss on on, on Sunday painfully so for people who are invested and you know I I wasn't deeply invested I feel I feel for Steve Jones a little bit right I mean it's been 40 years for him doing basketball and he's got gone to four tournaments right and he's really pretty good at his job and what he does I feel for him a little bit um I, I don't know that I I think the people that quickly go on social media and beat up and say live by the three die by the three they're not wrong Right, This is a team that's not going to go to the free throw line very often because they're not going to the hole to try to get it. So that stat all year long that people were bitching about the free throws, guess what? Nobody's going to the basket. You're not going to get those fouls. You're just not in general. I, I appreciate the games looked bad at times. And if I'm really invested as a fan, I can be frustrated. But that's just not a team that's going to help. And you're not going to be able to overcome those kind of situations when, then when you can't shoot because nobody's going to the rack. Um, so I, I feel bad for the folks that invest the time and effort but I can't say that I'm super surprised, right? It's just, it's Penn State basketball. Is,
0: are we asking too much as a fan base? Is that, <laughs> is that my big question here? Like, are we asking too much?
1: No, I don't think so. I, I mean, I, I, more than more than one tournament every decade and a half. I don't know, that, that it's not a Make super sure. high bar. Just making sure I'm not going crazy.
0: Because it now it feels like they might not even get a buy in the Big Ten tournament, and this is a roster that should have a buy, or, or or should have a minimum a buy in the Big
1: Yeah, no, and it's going to be a, a tough. I mean, and I guess that's for me why going to the tournament and winning your way in. I mean, it's one thing if you win the tournament and make a big run that whole way, great for you. But if you're a team that's barely on the bubble and you go there and win two games and and you kind of get in as a. Is or whatever the lowest seat is these days in the playing game or whatever it is. I mean, I guess it's exciting, but win your games during the season, right? Like I, I I'd, I'd rather see a twenty-two win mid-major than a than a whatever whatever Penn State would be twenty-win, you know, Big Five program team. And it would whether it was Penn State or UCLA or whomever in the spot. I'd rather see the Cinderellas get another shot than a team that's had a chance in a conference the whole year long to do it to play its way in and hasn't
0: you want to you have been fired up about that. You've had some mutterings about that. Do you want to continue on that rant of of you don't like playing?
1: Oh, I don't I don't like to play in for the big programs like as they talk about expanding the, the the tournament. I don't I don't think it needs to be for the Big 10 and the ACC teams and I appreciate that's where the money is. I get it. But I'd rather see some team that's having a Cinderella season that doesn't get a chance to play these teams and because that's what's going to happen going forward. You know, it's going to get even more insular. The, the big conference teams are going to play the big conference teams and those teams aren't going to get a, sh- a chance to – Murray State or somebody isn't going to get a chance to play a big team. I'd rather see that in the tournament than than the 10th than the team from from the 14-team Big Ten. That's all. Like I'd just rather see that the Cinderella's than finish the half-year conference.
0: You'd rather have the every four-year – Final Four, but major than the best team truly win every single season.
1: Yeah, I don't want to get what you're getting at there. okay Yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, i because I, I don't, I don't think that team that's now again UCLA made the run a couple years ago, and Shaka Smart and VCU made the run a couple years ago, but nobody that's making those playing those playing games is running the, the whole, the whole table. So let let's have some fun and see some teams that don't usually make the tournament. Let them make some money and get some better get better for their conference. And shame on if it's Penn State, unfortunately, for a decade and a half, or Illinois, or Northwestern, who can't make a tournament, win some games during the season in your conference and be in the top half of your conf- conference to, to get to the tournaments. Do
0: you want every kid to also get a participation trophy?
1: No, but, I, but <laughs> that's why I don't want the tournament to expand, right? Because if the tournament expands, then everybody's getting a participation. Everybody's getting a making
0: sure, Just make sure your, your, your argument checks out. Anything else you want to beat the dead horse over of Penn State basketball anymore? No. I'm done with it. <laughs> I think the bottom line that I've learned, let me let me beat the horse a little bit more. I think the bottom line that I've learned is you shouldn't invest. You, for whatever you invest in Penn State football, you should de-invest in Penn State basketball. That would be my
1: I was gonna say you you have to be more frustrated than me, right? Like I I'm I'm just yeah you this to... is this is and
0: to to a degree even me, but the, for you this is like eh, I'm sorry, like I'm you're you're a football guy as opposed to a Penn State guy. if That makes sense. That's quite true. Yeah. Cool. Um, speaking about one one program you do look, um, kind of also dropping the ball a little bit this weekend, Penn State hockey. Um, pretty much just needed a win on Saturday over Wisconsin, a team that they <laughs> probably should beat, and kind of dropped the ball or the puck, um, depending on your analogy. Um, fell two to one, will now have to go to, wait, uh, what is it? Oh, is it Ohio State that they have to go to now, Steve? Um, in the yep, Big
1: yep, headed back to Columbus to play three games, well. Um, two or three games. A,
0: a team that we've talked about in terms of Penn State matching up against, just they don't match up against. Well, it's, it's kind of a pickier, serious pickier competition. They don't get the home ice advantage, which I think is the big issue in all. Are you, as someone that spends a, a little bit of chunk of change on Penn State hockey, disappointed by this? Or are you just like, just make the tournament? I don't really care.
1: No, I think this year they, they make the tournament, right? Because they haven't for a couple of years, right? So that's right. that's the thing that, I don't think you can be. I think you can be a little frustrated, um, but with the injuries and the fact that and the fact that they're still going to go back to the tournament, I think it's it's an okay year. Um, yeah, they they struggle to be consistent. Um, a couple weeks ago, Coach Godowski, before it was before not this, the series before this one, talked about you know some of the student journalists were asking questions and he got a little defensive for him and was like, oh, the sky isn't falling or whatever. And in the back of my mind, well, the front of my mind like no this this the sky isn't falling but you can see it from here like it it was they struggled a little more than maybe they should have but I you know I know the injuries and whatever else but no this season I mean the crowds have been there people have turned out the student athletes I, they're great, they're older than guys in other sports but they're doing the right things for the most part I mean for the all part from what I know um maybe in a couple seasons maybe next season if they would struggle but this is what a Penn State program should do. They should win a few more games because now they're in a position they're going to draw Denver, right, in the tournament in Allentown as opposed to getting somebody else and maybe winning one more game there. So they need to win a couple more during the regular season, but I think this has been an okay regular season after the past two.
0: I think that's an interesting point because for the most part, like a lot of people didn't even think this team was going to make the tournament at all. So kind of maybe stepping back, yes, immediate disappointment, but... Overall, you know, they're eighth in the pair wise right now. Relatively locked into that spot and probably would play. You're probably right. they probably play about a Denver
1: in the, the first round. A team Yeah, I mean they they probably, they probably probably they probably finished in the tournament where people thought they'd or in the conference where people thought they'd finished, but the conference is really good this year, right? And and they they were they played up with that in general. Like I was disappointed the weekend before they got swept by Minnesota. Like, yeah, they needed to get two this past weekend, but I was surprised they didn't get a little something from Minnesota too at home, so.
0: Steve, bear with me, I have the hiccups. I the Kirk Gibson sock game. Um, no, I, I, like I said, I, I kind of immediate disappointment, but but overall disappointment, not really there yet. I have lowered my expectations a little bit, just because of the way this team has kind of trended, not necessarily like vertically down, but there's been a slight down trend mm-hmm. to the team. I, I still want them to make the Frozen Four. I don't think that that is necessarily as achievable, um,
1: but yeah, I think, Good. I don't know that I was ever there, but go ahead, sorry.
0: No, I was just gonna say, I think winning one of the tournament games would be nice for the first round for the first, you know, first time in a couple of years. Um, It would just be nice for Penn State to have a shot. Um, And partly because I would
1: really it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it would nice, it would be nice. I think they would have a better chance of getting that one if they hadn't slipped so much the second part of the C and the tough part was right. They made all their hay in the non-conference, you know, they played really well and then they get in the conference and the conference is really good. But they did, you know. They struggled in overtime games. They, they, they just, you know, and they had the injuries and just didn't, just couldn't convert and be consistent that way. So, and I, and I don't know. I mean, they went to Ohio State last year, and came the first program in the history to to be able to win it on the road in the quarterfinal. I'm sure Ohio State remembers that. I'm sure it'll be a little bit harder to do that this year than last.
0: Well, and that is, that is kind of the beast of the Big Ten, and that's one of the reasons why I actually enjoy college hockey a little bit more is the conference games matter and, and all of this builds a lot more than it does like in the NHL or really any other sport, because you only have seven teams within the conference and kind of by law of the big 10, you also already have built-in rivalries. And, you know, I can remember Ohio state throwing brooms and such onto the ice at Magula. Mm-hmm. Um So the two teams that really don't like each other, um, I, I have to say I uh, like I said I think a Big 10 championship would be nice. I don't think they're going to get past Michigan. Uh, that team is ungodly good. Uh, it's amazing for as much as an Alabama reloads Michigan doesn't almost better. Like it and part of that is because of their geographics because number 1 they're in Michigan number 2 the high school where the national development team kids go literally across the street from the big house. So there's a, there's a couple of factors involved in that, but man, you know, I, I think that Michigan team is good. And then of course, I don't, I don't I think they would, could meet in the, off the top of my head, they, they could meet in the big 10 final. Um, and I think that would be decent. Wait, right, so they're going to watch it for a second. Uh, just that I would put some money on Michigan and
1: Minnesota. Yeah, I think they they've haven't been as hot and awesome as people thought they'd be, but I think at this time of the season they're probably going to figure it out. You know, and depending on how the bracket falls out, I mean it, you could have Michigan Minnesota, I mean, you know, it could be a pretty heavily Big 10 frozen four or, or set up again.
0: Well, and you I was just looking at the pairwise, there's only one team that isn't in the top 20 in the pairwise, that's Wisconsin. So that likely leaves out Michigan State, but that would keep in four of the seven teams. Right. At that point. No, sorry, five of the seven no,
1: teams. It should be five, probably. Didn't make it yeah, up. Notre Dame's a 13.
0: So they're they're kind of sitting on the fence with the they probably need a little bit of help but Yeah, I don't know. i it's funny how there's. I think Guy Gadowsky's i an incredible and I think he. But I also think he could do a better job, and maybe that's not necessarily on him. It's just our expectations for this program were so high that we're not seeing maybe that necessary result that we thought we were going to get in the first now ten years of football. But I don't think they've underachieved. Won, with what Big Ten title twice, right? And they've won, you know, they've gone to the tournament a couple times. I think for a lot of teams, COVID, the COVID year really screwed over program momentum at Penn State. And they they and Men's Across and probably football are the two of the three that got bit by.
1: Well, and it, it's it was Fox, some Fox sports Twitter account or whatever that that I think had the top 25 maybe top 20 college hockey programs the past decade or in history. There was like a social media graphic about three or four weeks ago. And it was interesting. Penn state was ahead of Ohio state on that. Right. So you talk about, I mean, again, again, one person's thing, but still you talk about what a program's done in a decade or so. Yeah. They're not, they're not beating Minnesota and Wisconsin or Minnesota and um, Michigan on a consistent basis. And and they're not at that level, but, and again, a lot of money investing can put you in a good position, but I think they've done a, a pretty good job with it. So I'm not, I think if they would go out there and lose two this weekend and really limp into the tournament, then I'd be closer to disappointed than button. I would be. Yeah. You know. Um, but I'm excited about what they can do. And I, I think the challenge of Denver, whoever it is, there is still worth it. It's still an opportunity that you didn't know you were going to get a few years ago and make the most of what you can with it. Anything else? Nope. Waiting to see what happens with them. they would be, be fun.
0: All right. Uh, I have a lot of time. prepared. Um. All right. In, in the the sports world, um, there has been two sports media rules. Actually, they're not really sports media rules. They are rules that impact sports media. Um. One is happening in college football. One is happening in baseball. Let's talk about the college football one first, and then we talk about the baseball one. There uh, is a proposal out right now. Basically changing the way college football is clocked all in an effort to speed up the game, which would mean truly a three hour game or a two-hour 45-minute game. And, and then you're not you can fit more commercials in and also not have to worry about bleed over into the next time. So there are four of them. I think I get two of them maybe three. Mm-hmm three and four i don't know. uh so the first one is out- outlawing consecutive timeouts how much time does that actually take? like that would take you five minutes if that I mean, that's like a non-average game like this is only in very close games and I, I don't i don't love that one
1: and i don't know how often it happens i mean yeah. realistically yeah
0: the next one same thing um if there's a if there's a foul at the end of a quarter, you don't extend the court, except the fifth and the second. Um, yep. Again, how many times can, can you think of that? I can't even think of it happening once in between I mean, all of the football. Anymore.
1: Right, no, I think that you're right about that, rarities.
0: Oh, fine, whatever, make those ones. The next one is the big one. It is one of the big ones, uh, a running clock, so, we're getting getting rid of first downs right? of of the clock stopping on first down. Hello, Denn, Thank you for doing the
1: podcast you can drop it in there. there you go um, what's
0: your what is what is your thought first
1: I think right, that's the one that's gonna make the biggest change in theory, but it it feels it feels really f- forced, right? Like it just feels. You're changing the, the the tenor of the game. The other ones hard to hard to think of times they happen. This is every play, and this is yeah. I just it just it doesn't it doesn't feel right. I guess.
0: Well, I don't mind this one. The first down. one. I do mind the clock basically not stopping. Right. <laughs> the fourth clock not stopping. After an incomplete pass after the ball set. I, I understand that's where the time is lost, but I don't love that. Like, you're fundamentally changing the rules of football very much as we get to the baseball conversation. Probably the same people like me that are complaining about that would complain about the baseball side of it. But I, I don't know. I That one's – we haven't tested that. Like, I need to see that tested.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because baseball had the minor leagues to to explore with and and try with. I don't know that college football has that right because you know division two, II, division three just don't really. I mean, you can do it, but I don't think they, that nobody's complaining about their time of game as it is now. So you're going to be working this out live in, in games that matter, which which seems silly. Well, honestly, the rule change that nobody's proposed that seems like it makes I don't know if it makes more sense, but in Steve's world, right? take away a timeout from the football coaches. Give them four and they can carry three into the second half if they have that many, right? Or just give them one less a half when they only have two a half. Like, I, I don't think there's any great shakes of decision-making being made in these situations. And some of them late in games end up being 30 second timeouts anyway, because they know they're just there to stop the clock. They're not so much a strategy thing. So give them one less a half and let them use them just to stop the clock. And they're going to get media timeouts anyway, in addition to other stuff. I think that to me would shorten the games a little bit and make them value the timeouts what they really need them for.
0: I would be fine with even four for the game and then that, like you said, like four for the game and then that's all you get. Or you really, like how many first half timeouts really need to be called? Like take the delay of game, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I think that would be, I would pass it. Like maybe get rid of the Again, that doesn't save you that much time, but it saves you a little bit. Um, I don't know, I didn't really see any other interesting ideas. It seems like this is kind of like, this is what the best we could come up with and we're gonna talk about this and go from there.
1: Right, and they're gonna to try to get the coaches on board by saying, hey, we've changed these changes and we're still gonna get you 90 plays a game or whatever the number, magic number of plays per game is. So coaches feel like they can do their stuff or limit the play so somebody doesn't get hurt. But the, the the other thing that'll change is if if they find ways to do this, there's still gonna there's still gonna be enough commercials that they're gonna make money, or there's gonna be those those signs that are on international soccer pitches. You know, the the advertising that are like on little triangle boards. Those are gonna pop up at Division one college football games, which haven't been there. At some they've been at bowl games, but we haven't seen. You're gonna see more on field signage, more in camera. Shot signage to make up for the fact that they have a, a fewer commercial or two if they do. Hell,
0: oh, put a put a logo on them below the ESPN logo. You know what I mean? Like tell right. that space. Like I'm fine with that. You
1: know? Right. And I think that'll come. Like I think that as they try to shorten games, they're gonna have to find a way to make that revenue back from commercials. It's gonna be stuff like that.
0: Uh, like I said, I, I don't love. I can live with three, but four. I, I and I don't love three. Right. all right Just heading on over to the baseball world uh, they've really instituted the, the uh, pitch clock this year and it's already kind of paying dividends and as somebody who hates how long baseball games are very much the opposite of, of my football opinion I love the pitch clock apparently spring training games last year were three hours like three hours pretty much on average and they're
1: down mm-hmm. to two thirty. That's great, and, and the stuff that I've seen from players great. has been generally positive about it too. Yeah, so far, which is surprising. So, I mean, until it costs somebody a game early in the season, but that's that's they're supposed to figure out the kinks during spring break. But somebody's going to end up balking somebody in a run somewhere, or giving up a a, a ball on a pitch count, or whatever else, or a strike whatever it is. But I think it's probably good for the sport to keep it moving along. I don't need to see somebody readjust their batting gloves between every exactly. every at bat and whatever else. It's just gotten crazy, and let's let's go out and play. And I and I think they they can do that. And I think it will be better a better product because of it.
0: No, I 100 agree. Um, I, did you see did you see already that there was a game that was decided, although it was it ended in a tie related to that? So that's already happened. Um. I just, I only have so many hours in a day. I have only so many hours to invest and you're already asking me to invest 100 and some times a, a year. Let's speed it up a
1: little,
0: you
1: know, <laughs> that would be great. No, I especially, especially for so many times in baseball, football, it's once a week for, you know, 10 or 12 weeks for college football. So what, you know, and I, I think people are already spending the afternoon there tailgating, doing whatever. I don't think anybody's, really clamoring that every game is long and drawn out, but there are things you can fix. I do think they'll probably go a little too far in the pendulum. You know, if they do that the they aren't stopping the clock after passes and stuff like that. You know, hopefully that's not happening this this soon that fast. Um and there may be some some urgency in that some forced urgency, right? Like hey, we're thinking about these changes and this season all of a sudden things become a little more efficient because people see what the changes could be.
0: Right. No, yeah. Hey, hey. Okay. Old guy, Young Guy, brought to you by Steve.
1: Yeah, I think I'm trying to so I'm gonna go with the Americana one. We'll talk Nashville another time. Okay. I talk about it. So Americana for me is is the Harlem Globetrotters. Have you ever seen the Globetrotters? Twice. Yeah. And the I and how that. was and how was it? I liked it. I didn't dislike dislike it. I guess that would be the best way to do it. Oh man, pick up. Sorry, didn't dislike it. That would be yeah. That's fair. Like I, I've seen them. I saw them once when I was like in elementary school, and it was like the seventies, and they were the wide world of sports, and it was hot, and you got the they got, We got the A team of players because they usually have a couple touring troops, and we have like a an, an old um, eight millimeter videotape with all you can hear is me laughing in the background while somebody's recording p- pieces of the game. Um, and then I think I covered them once in Lock Haven because they had a guy playing from Lock Haven. And then we took the girls, we took Danny once and they asked her to come out on the floor And we first moved to State College and she didn't want to come out on the floor. So we got We made a memory out of that. But I, I, I just think they're a fun little slice of Americana. I mean, I know it's tough, you know, finding their niche in the entertainment stuff and where they tour and it, it's got to be tough. But I think they're a good thing that I'm glad hasn't, Gone by the wayside yet? Yeah. That's my old guy spiel.
0: I don't know if I would pay money myself. I would take like a nephew to go see them. Right. But you see what once as an adult, maybe you see them. you see them. It's entertaining. It's, it's good. Yeah. I know you.
1: Yeah. Like I'm always ready to go, like when they announce the tours, I'm always looking at Susan and be like, why is that on the calendar? Are we going to that? I'm like, no, but I want to put the calendar just in case. Just so. Yeah. Okay. All right,
0: All right. is it battle or hiccups here? Um podcast. Okay. podcast. Quick one is it battle through hiccups as I said. Five star, five star uh thumbs up, Oh, that would be great. Uh, you have Twitter handles. Mine is at stuff summerson. Uh,
1: Steve Samsel. Other
0: than that, uh, March is a big month for us, Steve. I'm excited. Don't spoil anything, but big it's a thing. big month. Big, big things big, coming. Big things. Big things. Okay. Excited as I have hiccups when I'm trying to get rid of them. <laughs>
1: Bye. See ya.